0: Remember, we said we was going to start here. <laughs> we said we was going to start here. Charlie, you can sit up here on the front row so you don't have to be standing so much. Well, listen, Charlie be looking cool today. Look at them glasses. driete. <laughs> Stolforo foro Mose no mosei torobosa antolo boroso bongelle prefia al fide ben en and monsan kala jabraura Herebre se felegilí e și afroboro Glory Selfee riendere masakara duce dita Enten ma presa kala ku cikeida. Rasa dande de marandrune meche, doro fromonde maradri Lord, we thank you. Ora ramasa pandana marandoro moshe, calavravanza calavieta de bese kitchibonda, tonamoro so bolo, sherebo rasa bandere marafri, pelepre esta, on dono moshe ketche bandere marafroboro, pala socorro drianda de Bono moshekele brefra, Panamoro Sobongel Chekete Base, Mene Masekele Craig Denge Jede Beda, frandine Man San de Mare Dreja Galaboro Soboya, Mene Boresa. Father, we thank you. Lord, your word declares. Call unto me, and I will answer you, and I will show you great and mighty things. Great and mighty things. Things that you have never known. Things that you've never seen. <laughs> Lord, we're expecting things that have never been seen and things that have never been known to be revealed unto us in the name of Jesus. Pele sorobo sabrandere maradrice. Antolobrobose Kelecere Dan de Mara Frudeda, Menesoprodriekshe de Bole Se Kelecliede, menecuresa Kuresa, Shandana Marambore Meste Paradrua, Antal Alvidere Beste Caradruce, Endono Moso Mondonne Maradria Cetorobose, El Federia Carabore Bese Kele Glory to your name. Glory to your name. Lord, your word declares, that if we ask, we will receive. That if we seek, we will find. Lord, that if we knock, the door will be opened unto us. You said, Lord, that everyone that asks receives. Everyone that asks receives. Say that with me. Say, everyone that asks, everyone that asks receives. So, Lord, we're asking. And because your word promises that the asker receives, we determine in our hearts that we won't give up, that we won't let go, that we won't turn back. We will receive in the name of Jesus. Oh, yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Listen, I want you to say this with me. Say, listen, these, see, this is, if y'all want to know how I pray, this is how I pray. Say this with me, say this, uh, uh, I'm, not just a I'm not just a seeker. I'm a finder. I'm a finder. I seek I see. and I find. And I, find. I, find those that are I find those things that are hidden because they were hidden for me, hidden for me. not from me. God wanted me to discover them. He anointed me to discover them. He empowered me to discover them. I am a discoverer. In the name of Jesus. I seek and I find. I knock and doors are open unto me. Doors don't remain closed. They don't remain locked, but they swing wide open as I knock, knock, knock. (laughs) In the name of Jesus, (laughs) glory to God, hallelujah. Woo, glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And so, Lord, I thank you for each one. Father, I'm praying for everyone that's here today. Father, may your hand rest mightily upon them. May the anointing of your Spirit, not only uh, may your Spirit and your anointing uh, reside in them and be stirred up in them, but, Lord, may the anointing of your Spirit uh, fall mightily upon them. And, Lord, may your Spirit in us, that abiding anointing and that empowering anointing, a work, the work that is necessary, uh, in order that you might be everything in us, for us, and through us that you desire in the name of Jesus. Be great in us, God. Be magnified. Be magnified. Be great in us, God. Be great in us, God. Be magnified. Be magnified in us. Be magnified. Hide us, Lord, and reveal yourself in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. And, Lord, we thank you that this is a great day of harvest. Lord, that the harvest is plentiful. The labors have been few. But, Lord, we're praying unto you, the Lord of the harvest, that you will raise up labors, that you will empower them that you will give them wisdom, that you will make them witty, that you will make them uh, sharp in their understanding, in their ability to deliver the Word, and God, that they will bring in the harvest in the name of Jesus. Lord, let this be a church of harvesters. Harvesters that bring in the harvest. People that are anointed to win the lost. People that are anointed to present the gospel. People that are anointed, Lord, to declare your Word. Uh in all of the world, in Jesus' name, we thank you, Father. We thank you, Lord. Amen. 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 Listen, high five someone, and you can you can go back to your chairs. We, we, we're going to give the Lord the same opportunity today to continue. Amen. Thank God. <laughs> In the name of Jesus. Glory to God. Hey, let me announce something to you. Pastor Mary Ann is going to the, with the kids back there. She's going to preach to them. And uh, it's going to be awesome. You know who I've been seeing on that video regular is Rachel Jack, that outreach video. Rachel, you've been at that hospital nearly every week, haven't you? Ministering to the sick. That's awesome. I'm glad you're in there. Praise God. Amen. Well, you know the devil's nervous. Rachel Jack be going to the hospital ministering to the sick people. I know that's right. Was someone say they need their birth certificate? <laughs> Did I hear something about a birth certificate? Was that in the hallway or something? Oh, Okay. <laughs> I'm Like who's these verses <clears> to <throat> Praise the Lord! Let me let me check on something here. <laughs> Praise The Lord, how have y'all been doing this week? Good week. I know some of you, some of you are like, I've been to battle. Amen. But guess what? We never lost a battle because he never lost a battle. Amen. Amen. So let's open up our Bibles and let's get in the word here. Uh, let's open up to the book of Ephesians. And uh, we've been in that book of Ephesians a lot, haven't we? Uh, the book of Ephesians. I love this book. One of my favorite books in the Bible is the book of Ephesians. My favorite chapter is Romans chapter 8. But my favorite book in the Bible is the book of Ephesians. Great book. Did y'all get a chance to read this book a couple times this week? Uh, Pastor Annie was reading it a couple times this week. I was trying to to talk with her and she's like, I'm reading Ephesians. I'm like, okay, I'll quit bothering you. (laughs) Someone told me I was supposed to read the book of Ephesians. (laughs) So let's read it from chapter 6, verse 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord. You know, that, 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 that part of that verse is extremely important. And having done all to stand. Say that with me. Say, and having done all, having done all to, stand. to stand. What does that mean? Have you, ever, have you ever stood so long that you didn't think you could stand any longer? Yes. That's, that's having done all to stand. You know what? I, I can relate to that not being pleasant. So what he's saying is, Having done all you can do to stand, going to that unpleasant place. <laughs> Look what it says. Verse 14, stand therefore. Then it goes, you know, what it says when you've done everything and, and it becomes, it becomes uh, uncomfortable and difficult to stand. Keep on standing. <laughs> but we know it's not talking about the, in the strength of our might if we had to do it in the strength of our might we couldn't get it done but we do it in the strength and in the might of God it says stand therefore and so let me let me let me say this so what did what did what's that verse say be strong in the Lord right the first first we started with be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might right and it said then it says in this verse having done all to stand stand therefore so here's here's what it's telling us how do you be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might? By standing, having, your, your girded, having girded your waist with truth. So the way that we, strength, we stand in the strength and in the might of God is by doing these verses. Nice. Having our loins girded about with truth. Having put on the breastplate of righteousness. And having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, praying always, say praying always. Listen, that's important, praying always. Now listen, you don't have to be in some kind of deep meditative prayer. You know what? Sometimes prayer is, ah! You know, sometimes that's all you can get out. You know, I I've, I've, I prayed a prayer one time. I was sliding on the ice. You know what the prayer was? Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. He knew exactly what I was saying. You know, what I, I didn't ha- I didn't have to I didn't have to expound much. He knew what I was calling on him for. You know. <laughs> one time I was uh, at the Mennonite Church in Archbold, Ohio. And one of the, a group of young people had been out, and i, I told you all this story recently. A group of young people had been out; they'd been drinking. They were from— the, one of them was from the church. One of them was a pastor's niece, and she had been out drinking. She was 18, you know, 19 years old, and they were driving on the country roads out there in Archbold, Ohio. Y'all have been out there. Uh, some of y'all, some of y'all, y'all, Miss Ronna, you was out there. Them country roads back there in Ohio, all them cornfields and everything, and they were driving. And ran ran a stop sign, hit a truck, and they all died. And so, uh, people in the Mennonite church were going to this father of this daughter and saying, "You know she's in hell, right? Because she died drinking." And and they, they were the people. Of course, this is Hispanic people. You know, I don't know. Do black people do that way? They they talk that way. Well, see, they're See, there's some cultures that they don't they, they don't care. They'll tell you, man. They'll tell you straight up. They'll be they'll be walking into your he, my grandmother, man. She'd be walking into my house saying, "Man, you got fat." You know, I mean, it's, it's just some cultures. But anyway, they were they're telling these these parents on the on the on the afternoon of the, or the, after their daughter's death that she went to hell, and uh, so they had asked me if I would if since I was there in revival if I would come by. And uh, to the funeral, if I would say a few words. And I said, sure, you know. Um, I, 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 I'm not a very accustomed to doing, uh, at that time especially, I wasn't accustomed to doing funerals. Although I'd been to many, I, had, I wasn't accustomed to officiating them. And so I got up and I was talking about that. And I said, you know, some of you all, I, I said, I don't know what would possess you to, to do this or to say this. But some of you have actually said that this person ended up in hell. Because they were driving drunk. I said, how can you know you're not God? I said, you you weren't in the car. You don't know what happened in those last moments. You know, the Bible says, whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. You know what? It don't take but one. I found out you don't even have to finish his name for it to have power. You just have to have the intention of using his name. I mean, I prayed for one old boy. He was... He was jacked up in a, in an accident and he, bone had been removed out of his arm and he was, his arm, his, his arm was this much shorter than the other, an entire hand's length. And I, I had him this, I had him and he, I mean, he was all twisted up. This guy was jacked up and he had his arms out like this and I was getting ready to pray for him. The Lord said, he said, he said, don't, don't pray for me he, right away. He said, tell him to be healed in the name of Muhammad. Oh, I said. Oh, I got it right away. I knew what the Lord was about to do. So I, so I got him. I said, "Everybody, watch this!" And I put got him out there, and he put his hands out. I said, "In the name of Muhammad, be healed." You know what happened? Nothing. I said, I said, "All right, all right, let's try another one." In the name of Buddha, be healed. You know what happened? Nothing. I said, "In the name of Hari Krishna." Be healed. Nothing. In the name of Reverend Moon. I mean, I went, I went through. I said, in the name of Confucius. Nothing. I said, all right. I said, let's just, let's just take care of that. I said, in the name of Jesus. And before I could even get the name of Jesus out of my mouth, that old arm went. <laughs> and grew out in front of everybody's. Listen, there's power in the name of Jesus. I mean, in a moment, in a moment, glory to God, glory to God. Are y'all now? Now, hear what I'm saying, because I know some of you like I've heard you tell that before. I know, but see that that girl, that girl, all she had to do in that moment when she saw that truck is be like Jesus. Even if she didn't get it all out of her mouth, it's 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 the condition of the glory to God. See. Some of, you all, some of you all think that it has to do with how you feel Whether you've you know, been feeling like you're you know, I just don't feel like my prayers are effective Well you know what, if you'll get out of your feelings and get over there in faith You could just say His name and it'll work, amen So you gotta pray always with all prayer And supplication in the Spirit You gotta try all kind of prayer Sometimes you need that Jesus prayer You know, you're not going to receive unless you ask. So you might as well go ahead and ask. There have been times I asked God for stuff I didn't believe he was going to give it to me. In fact, look look at Scripture. How many times do we see in Scripture people asking for stuff? They weren't sure they were going to get it, but they asked. See, the key is to pray, to ask, to to talk to God. Uh, and, And watching thereunto with all perseverance, all supplication for all saints. Amen. So... Um, what we're talking about is we are talking about uh, spiritual warfare and uh, how that works. And so we've been able to discuss how mental oppression and illness, mental illness, uh, whether those things are uh, spiritual battles, whether they're physical battles, we've, we've, done, we've, we've dealt with that. And so you can go back and listen to that if you hadn't heard it. Binding and loosing, what that means, how we do that. Uh, What what we're really doing when we're binding and loosing. Listen, you know, I know some of you all, these are maybe different. They may be different concepts than what you're accustomed to. And it may be hard for you to transition from one way of thinking into another way of thinking. You're not going to get, you know, we don't get this stuff overnight. Especially if we've been taught different than what, you know, if you've been taught different, it takes you a while to get over there and start, you know, settling settling things uh, in a different way. But, but uh, listen, most of you that are here have never even really cast out a demon. Some of you have, and some of you, some of you... How many of you all have ever purposefully, consciously, knowingly, intentionally cast out an evil spirit? Man, that's a... In most churches... I get, like, one person. And it's usually not the pastor. <laughs> so, so there are... <laughs> it's pretty sad, isn't it, Charlie? Uh, me and Ted, there was, there was... I was at a church, Charlie, you're going to love this. Ted and I, we were at a church in Ohio, and uh, there was a woman... Or was it a woman or a man that had that demon over at Brother uh, Atkins's church? This woman had an evil spirit. I laid hands on her, and she's... Ah! Ah, eyes rolled in the back of her head and and I went I went to turn around to tell the pastor was praying with me with all these people and I went to turn around tell him all right we got one and I turned around and he was gone I was like where's brother Atkins where's and people started pointing toward a door on the platform where there was a, a it wasn't even an office it was a closet and and so I was like well what's he doing in there I said, "Someone go in there and get him. Tell him we got we got a deal with something up here." And and someone went, someone went and grabbed him, and they came out. And they didn't come out with Brother Atkins. I said, "Where is he at?" They said, "He ain't coming." <laughs> Brother Atkins had bailed on me. He didn't want to Didn't want to get his hands dirty. I don't guess. But but you know, after hanging out with us for a while, he jumped in there and he was he was good to go. But in the moment, you know, he wasn't. So um, so definitely. You know, we've 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 got to. Uh, 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 most 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 people have never even intentionally, purposefully cast out a spirit or dealt with you know things of that nature uh, successfully, or don't know whether they've dealt with it successfully or not. But you ca- you can knowingly, intentionally, on purpose, do do damage uh, to the to the workings of darkness and inflict a damage to the kingdoms of darkness uh, by the authority that's been given to us in the name of Jesus. So I believe that was what we talked about. Was that what we talked about last week was our authority? So listen, if you weren't here for that, you need to hear it. Turn to someone, tell them you have authority. (laughs) Glory to God. (laughs) You have authority. And so you ought to throw your weight around in the spirit. You ought to throw your weight around in the spirit. Amen. You ought to with confidence know you got more power than the devil. Glory to God. Amen. You you ought to to with confidence know that the environment of every place that you go to can be changed because of the authority that you carry in the name of Jesus. Amen. That even if there's unbelief, you have the power to break that, that effect of unbelief because of the authority that you have as a believer. You know, uh, uh, many of you have heard me tell the testimony of Brother Hagan that he had this brother that traveled with, that was going to travel with him for a period of time. And, but this guy had diabetes. And so uh, Brother Hagan told him, he said, I don't have sick people travel with me. He says, I don't let people that are sick hang out and travel with me. He said, so, he said, if you're coming with me, He said, you're not going to have any trouble with this diabetes. It's going to leave you in the name of Jesus. He said, you're not going to register any problems. Your blood sugar is going to be normal. You're going to eat anything you want, and it's not going to affect your blood sugar. You're going to be able to do anything that you want to do. It's not going to affect your blood sugar. He says, as long as you're with me, this sickness has, I don't let sickness hang out with me. And because you're hanging out with me, it ain't hanging out in you. Well, this man, you know what? When, when Brother Hagin told the testimony, he said this man, he didn't even have to come into agreement with Brother Hagin. Brother Hagin had, had an understanding of his authority in the name of Jesus. And so because of the authority that he had that worked in him, uh, that diabetes quit working in that fellow. And for the, for the two weeks that he was with Brother Hagin, he ate anything he wanted. He, he never registered any any bad levels of, of sugar. He, he, he went on. And uh, in fact, he said for several months after he had been with Brother Hagen, that that diabetes wasn't even present. This guy had to take insulin shots every day prior to this. But as long as he's with Brother Hagen, it didn't even register. He said after a few months, all of a sudden it started to happen again and that, that diabetes came back. And... So he had to start giving himself insulin shots again. But he started working his faith and exercising his faith and standing in his authority. And eventually, as he stood in his authority and he stood in his own faith, uh, from what I understand, and Pastor Mikey told me this, that Brother Hagin later testified to the to the students at, uh, at Ramah. And he may have put it in a book. I don't remember. but. Um, but Pastor Mikey said that, uh, but he did hear Brother Hagen testify that that man did eventually end up getting victory over diabetes and received 100% healing in his body in the name of Jesus. Amen. And it didn't have nothing. So, so uh, kind of kind of tying that with the law of association. You know, sometimes you can hang out with people, and when you hang out with them, because of your association with them, things that work in them start to work in you. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Listen, you ought to go to a Ken Copeland Believers Convention. You walk in the door, and all of a sudden, your faith goes whoop. Man, all of a sudden, you're like, come on, Mountain, where are you at? For real. I mean, it's crazy. And you'll be in there for several days, and man, you got Mountain Moving faith. You're, You're ready to, you're like, come on, I'm going home. I'm about to take care of some devils. And once you get across that Oklahoma line, something starts to happen. (laughs) All all, all of a sudden, those associations and that anointing, you know what I mean? (laughs) You get a phone call from somebody, you know what I'm saying? Uh, All of a sudden, you start, you know, connected with maybe people that don't function on that same level of faith. And and all of a sudden, you realize it was based on the associations that you had that week that your your level of faith went higher. And so... um, you know, sometimes, uh, uh, we can get around people that because they have a certain measure of authority, any, any of you ever get around people that have that, imp, that, uh, oh, yeah. impact on you? You know, sometimes I think that happens when we come to church, yeah. you know, we can be away, we can be away from church. I'll bet you experienced this Lynn, because there's a, you had a battle and a fight with your physical body, but man, I'll bet the times you came to church, your body fought you all the way. But when you got here, it was like, ah, something happens, you know, something happens. And, uh. Uh, so that uh, that authority uh, it, it, you have authority you may not you may not believe it works, but I 'm going to tell you something. There is someone that you're associated with in everyday life that feels the influence of the authority of the name of Jesus in your life, and they may not communicate that to you. they may not tell you that, but I am telling you, listen, listen to me, there is no possible way. That you can walk around filled with the spirit of the living God. Anointed. Be anointed by the spirit of the living God. And be a carrier of the authority that's in the name of Jesus. That you are not making some sort of relevant impact on someone. I don't care whether they lie to you and tell you that you don't. I don't care whether they're in pride. You are impacting someone by the atmosphere that you carry in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. See, and a, p- a part of it working is that you, that you have faith yes. and that you believe. Yes. It, it has to. I mean, if, if what I'm telling you is right, doesn't that have to be true? Yes. Yes. If what I'm saying is the word of God, if the word of God is right, then doesn't that have to be true? Everywhere you go, you walk in the freedom of the authority that's created yes. by, your, by the revelation that you carry concerning that authority. Amen. 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 There's people, is there people tell you, Anna, that you bring joy to their life? Well, you know, you just, uh, Anna, when I come in here, I just feel so much better. You, anybody ever tell you that? She like, well, maybe, man. Are you saying Cherie's a liar? I get it, I get it, I get it. Ailey, you ever have anybody do that? Yeah. Shree, you ever have anybody do? that? No. <laughs> it's funny because my my dad my dad uh, every time my dad comes, Shree, he could tell Shree's trying to win him. He he tells me he says. Hey, that one that one girl, that one lady. What's her name? I, I already know who he's talking about. Hilda? No, not Hilda. That other one. She got that that kid. Oh, Cherie. Yeah, Cherie, Cherie, yeah. She wanted me to get saved. I can't get saved, though. Put her out of a job if I get saved. I gotta keep her working. I gotta keep her working and he'll say stuff like that. And uh but he, I told him one day, he said, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come to church. You know, I was, I'm going to go to the church. I said, well, you know, um, you ought to. Everybody loves when you come. And uh, I said, I'm, I'm not going to be there. Oh, you're not going to be there? Who's, gonna, who's preaching? Annie's going to be preaching. Oh, okay. Well, is there anybody else going to be gone? Yeah, Cherie's going to be gone. He said, well, nobody's going to be there. Somehow or another, he's got in his mind the only reason people are here is because of me and Cherie. <laughs> but you know what it is is that he sees us being active and you know trying to win people. And so in his mind, you know that's 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 the way. But see, that's that's a that's a measure of that authority that that people carry, having an impact on people, influencing people. So you want you want to make sure that you get a revelation. Turn to someone and say, get a revelation. You guys have any questions? I know I didn't give much time for questions concerning that. Do you guys have any questions concerning that? Uh, That maybe I could address specifically to that and and help you out. If not, we've got other things. Definitely got other things. Doing here, amen. No. All right. Praise the Lord. Okay. Uh, Knowing the difference between what is the flesh and uh, what is the spirit, or, or d- demon spirits. Uh, knowing the difference, but discerning what is flesh and what is an evil spirit. Uh, that's what someone had asked uh, about. So how do, we de- how do we determine, how do we distinguish the difference between the two? What is, a, what is a bad spirit and what is the flesh? So go to the book of Galatians. Galatians chapter 5. And we'll start, with, uh, we'll start with verse 16. Galatians chapter 5, verse 16. This is Paul talking to the Galatian church. So remember that these things are being spoken to the church. All right? <clears throat> I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the Spirit... And the spirit against the flesh, are, and these are contrary to one another, so that you do not do the things that you wish. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. <clears throat> now the works of the flesh are evident, which are, okay, so now here we go. Here, here are the works of the flesh. Look at me real quick. What is the difference between flesh and a demon spirit? Well, the works of the flesh are defined in these verses of Scripture. And in, in, in this translation, New King James, it says the works of the flesh are evident, which are what? Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath. Self, selfish ambitions, dissensions, hearsays or hearses, envy, murders, drunkenness, revelries, and the like of which I tell you beforehand, just as I also told you in time past, that those who practice such things, those who practice such, th- say practice. practice. Say it again. Practice. Now it doesn't say those that find themselves doing these things on occasion as they wrestle with the flesh. But those that make a practice of doing these things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Now, now it doesn't mean that you won't go to heaven. Where's the kingdom of God? It's in us. So what this scripture is saying is this. If you, if you give yourself over to the flesh or to the workings of the flesh and you practice carnality... That you will not inherit the things of the kingdom. So let me ask you this: Is uh, is healing a thing of the kingdom? Yes. Listen, if you want if you want to tap into divine healing, health, and wholeness, then you have to subdue the flesh. Yeah. Right. Is deliverance a thing of the kingdom? Yes. So in order to in order to move into that those things that are kingdom things is prosperity. See, somebody like, not pro- I must need to give more. Well, you know what? Some of you, you could give it all, and it still ain't going to produce what you're looking for. Because some, some, some of it has to do with carnality. Amen. And so he said this. He said, if you practice carnality, you're, you're not going to inherit those things that, that come from the kingdom, those spiritual things, those things that come out of God's kingdom. And, but... This, these scriptures give us insight as to what is uh, what is the flesh and what the flesh looks like, and uh, so let's uh, can we read can we read now? <laughs> let's read from verse 19. I'm going to read it to you in the uh, in the Amplified, and uh, so um, so that maybe we can get a better understanding of what some of these things are. So he says now the doings practices of the flesh are clear, obvious. Now, see, that's concerning to me, that God's people wouldn't, that it wouldn't be obvious to them the difference between the flesh and an evil spirit. But you know, you know what that says? It, it's, not, it's not that you, you're incompetent or whatever, or that somehow or another you've dropped the book. It just says that somehow or another the church has come so far away from the word of God that we've lost sight of the difference between what is the flesh and what is an evil spirit or, you know, uh, things of that nature. So, but they're they're clear. They're obvious. They are immorality. Say immorality. So do you know what immorality is? Doing things that you know are wrong. Impurity. Of course, I know adultery, fornication, immorality. Uh, of course, adultery falls into the category, but I, th- I like immorality because it paints a broader, uh, right. uh, it's a broader stroke. Right. Impurity, impurity talking about sexually impure. What does that mean? It means don't have sex outside of marriage if you're if you're unmarried. Right. It means it means uh, it means be careful, little eyes, what you see. When it comes to sexual things, yep. be careful, little ears, what you hear. That's right. Be careful, little hands, what you touch. <laughs> you know, some of us. Want to lay our hands on people and minister to them, but first we've got to quit laying our lips on people, because it's because the flesh. Now I'm not trying to, because some of y'all right now you're like, so defeated. No, listen, it you, there's a there's a uh, there has to be a desire in us to depart from uh, impurity. And now listen. If you have it in your heart to depart from impurity and you're still battling, keep fighting. Right. That's right. You know what some people will say? It's natural. It's natural. Mm, it's carnal. Yeah. Yeah. And we have the spirit of God in us. Right. And he will help you to stay pure. Yeah. Right. Amen. 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 I'm, I'm first one to tell you these are difficult things. Uh, I've had many a counseling session with people that are getting ready to be married, people who have been married before, and who are about to get married. They're engaged or whatever, and they're like, "Well, we've been we've been living together, but you know what, Pastor? We're gonna abstain, and we're going to we're we're going to put pillows up, and we're gonna do a. a you know, my, here's my thing. I don't have i I don't have much confidence in that, and I'll tell you why. Because I would i I'm I'm not sure. I'm not sure I would. Right now, Annie would be giving me the cut thing, but I'll be honest with you. If that fine woman was in the same house, you understand what I'm saying? So there are, there are, there are things that work in our flesh. So you know what we do? We have to find out ways that we, that we avoid that, that we, that we get away from that. So if you're still in the process of figuring it out, keep on trying to figure it out. If you get in the flesh and you, and you get over there and you get off into impurity, don't give up. Don't give a... David was reminding me of something that I said, uh, you know, I I told you all that I used to have a bad anger problem. I I would lose my temper over just stupid... stuff. I have road rage, bad. I mean, still, I'm yelling at people sometimes when I'm driving. I did it on the way here. But anyway, um, (laughs) it's, it's just I don't understand why people plant themselves in the passing lane. And I have to talk to them while I'm driving by them. No, I don't. It's the flesh. So anyway... But I used to cut people off and stop them and get out of the car and shake. I wouldn't cuss because I'm a Christian. But boy, I would, I would pound on their window and tell them how, how big of an idiot they were. And, and I mean, I'm on my way to church. And I would do this to preach. And I would do this often. I mean, I had a bad, bad, bad temper. And... Uh, and the, and the enemy would beat me up regular. The enemy, man, I'd get back in the car and the devil would be like, see there? You ruined your, you ain't gonna be able to preach. You ain't anointed. How can you be anointed, you nasty thing? You done messed up the whole service. You, you think God's gonna listen to you now? You think the Lord's gonna answer your prayers? How dare you, you hypocrite? Anybody know what I'm talking about? Anybody ever had that talk with the flesh, with the devil? Amen. It's, it's, uh, it's religion. It's what it is. But um, but anyway, at some point, I just made a decision. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna whip this. And I'm I'm probably not gonna whip it today. You know what? Don't don't set unrealistic don't don't set unrealistic expectations for yourself. You know what? I, I wanna lose weight. I am not gonna be like Next week, I'm going to be 10 pounds less. I'm going to be disappointed. I'm going to take this weight off, and I'm never going to gain that one pound back. That's, that's unrealistic. You know, uh, as, as much as they were here, and I'm not trying to, but as much as we say, I'm never going to have nothing with sugar in it ever again. The lie detector t- test came in, and that determined that was a lie. That's un. That's unrealistic. As much, as much as we are good intentioned. Anybody hear what I'm saying? As much as it would be good for you. If you if you're in this church and you have if you have a a, a difficulty with uh, substance abuse. If you if you're if you still find yourself smoking a joint taking a hit of speed or something. You know what I'm saying? If you, and now, I know for, for some of us who are Christians, we're like, are you serious? There are people in, in church? In church? Why do you think they don't let you ride with them? Why they always smell like that little Christmas tree deodorant? <laughs> 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 they smell like a New York taxi cab. <laughs> they got that pine scent. <laughs> no, no, you know. No, there, there, are, peop- there are people that wrestle with subject- something. Some of them, it's, you know, uh, what we used to call back in the day, illicit drugs. And, for- <laughs> and then some, you know, some people struggle in here with prescription drug addiction. We, we've had people that have wrestled through these. They're, they're, they're battling. They're, they're going through the battle. You know what? You can't have, you, you, you've got to have this expectation that Jesus will give you the victory. You can, you can it's a, this is a thing of the flesh. Right. There is not a spirit of marijuana. <laughs> there are spirits of Addiction. But, but for, most, for most people, most people, what they're battling with is their flesh. It's a, it's a habit that they've formed. It's something that they've become dependent on in the flesh. And so you know what? Um, you, you, uh, you, might, you might whip it and, and do good. Uh, here's the thing. If, if you used to not be able to go a week without smoking pot and you've gone two weeks, you ought to praise God. Like for me, I would get mad every day. But I determined, I I told the enemy and I told, I told the Lord, I said, Lord, I'm going to win. And I said, devil, I'm not going to feel guilty, not in one day longer, because I know in my heart, I want, God's going to give me the victory. I want to see victory over this, that, that whole anger thing that was of the flesh. And I'm like, I'm going to win. And you know what? Every time I do this, every time I mess up, I'm going to throw my hands up in the air and praise God. Because it's the first thing the devil wants to try to tell me I can't do. I'm going to, in that moment, I'm going to establish the fact that I have a connection with the Father. That I'm in right standing with God, not because of my performance, but because of what the Word of God says. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I'm, I'm angry, but I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I'm in the flesh, but I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. This doesn't change my position. And so I just kept standing in that place. Do you know, eventually, it just kept, it quit happening. And I don't, I can't identify when it quit. I can't identify the day that I stopped getting angry. But I mean, it got, Shelly, it got so bad, I couldn't even get angry at my kids. I had to fake angry. <laughs> when I was raising my kids, I had to fake being, because this happened. I, they never, my kids have never seen me that. They've never seen me with a bad temper. They've never... My, my kids have never seen me lose my temper. My kids have never heard me use a cuss word. They've never heard me curse. Nothing like that. They've never, they've never seen that. I've never... It, uh, I, you say, do you ever get angry? Yeah, I, you know, I, uh, what, what happened? I was, I was in the annual inspection that day that Don came out. And uh, after, after y'all had... Oh, no, 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 it wasn't, that wasn't the day. It was, I was putting everything back on the plane. And uh, the uh, screwdriver slipped. And I put a scratch in the paint about that long. Gabe was there, and I was like, doggone it! And Gabe was like, what'd you do? I said, I, I scratched the paint. He was like, man, I'm glad I didn't try to put that on. I was like, boy, be quiet. <laughs> I, tur- I turned around, I was like, dag nab it. You know, that's how Christians do. Dag nab it. Oh, crumb. Okay. <laughs> that's what Here's, a, here's as bad as it gets with me. I, I had a screwdriver in my hand and I took the handle of the screwdriver and I, I went like this. Went like this to, <laughs> I have a, a thing that lets out an extension cord and I went <laughs> <laughs> Gabe was like, you feel better? <laughs> but see, that, that's the extent. So By the time I, and I know that's hard for some of you to believe, but you can get victory over the, you can get victory over the flesh church. You just have to, you just have to determine that no matter what happens, you're going to persevere. That you're not going to give up your position based on your condition. I have a position. I didn't position. My, you know what? If I had gone and seated myself in that heavenly place, in Christ, you know what? Then I could compromise my position. But guess what? The Bible says he seated me together with him. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I didn't reserve that place for me. He reserved that place for me. Glory to God. He gave me that seat, Ted. Amen. Amen. And so I had to, it was funny, I would, have to, I would have to put on a face. My, my wife would be like, what are we going to do? I said, well, bring them in here. Let's, let's get this settled. I'd be like, now listen to me. And I had to go through. You need to. And they, for a long time, they believed me. Probably Gabe was about eight or nine. And Michael, she was probably about 12 before they figured it out. And I think it was because they heard me preach on it. And so every time after that, that I now nah, you've got you, they, they they just start laughing. <laughs> They're like, Dad, you can you can stop that. You can talk to us. If I'm like, oh, okay, well you know. <laughs> I mean, it's to the point anymore. I say anything rough to Gabe, and he just he just smiles and laughs, and he's like, all right, Dad. <laughs> but you can have the victory. You can walk this out. So you know what? If you have trouble with the impurity. Listen, if you, if you struggle with uh, uh, pornography, I know the people looking away from me right now. I didn't hear that word. Um, you can make it. Church people need to quit trying to scare people into pornography leads to murder pornography you know the pornography has been the leading cause of this and that listen I'm gonna tell you something I'm a believer I'm not cursed I'm blessed and if I had if I hadn't if I had some kind of a a a thing where I was uh uh, viewing pornography or I was going after pornographic material you know what I would I would continue to trust God for my deliverance and for my freedom that he would help me get out of the flesh and get in the spirit Amen. amen But you know what I'm not going to do? I'm not going to be like, well, you know, I'll never pay anything. Pay. <laughs> that, 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 we can't do that. we got to stand in our authority. Right. Amen. Yes. Turn to someone tell them, stand in your authority. Yes. Impurity, indecency, <laughs> indecency, uh, idolatry, sorcery, Enmity, strife, you know, Amplified doesn't do a great job of making it uh, easier, does it? What does the Message Bible say? What does the Message Bible say? Anybody know? It's obvious what kind of life develops out of trying to get your own way all the time. Repetitive, loveless, cheap sex. (laughs) Finally, (laughs) something that is rather... A stinking accumulation of mental and emotional garbage. <laughs> Frenzied and joyless grabs for happiness. Trinket gods. Magic show religion. That's funny because I've been watching Penn and Teller a whole lot lately. Paranoid loneliness. Wow, well, this describes like three quarters of the church that, of, you know, in America. Cutthroat competition. All, <laughs> all, <laughs> all consuming yet never satisfied wants. A brutal temper. See, that's how I know that wasn't an evil spirit. A brutal temper. An impotence to love or be loved. Divided homes and divided lives. Small-minded and lopsided pursuits. The vicious habit of depersonalizing everyone into a rival. Uncontrolled and uncontrollable addictions. You mean it's not a demon all the time? Ugly, (laughs) ugly parodies of community. I could go on. I love this. (laughs) Isn't this great? (laughs) So that's, that's how you recognize what be the flesh and what be an evil spirit. You know, when someone is bound with an evil spirit, when a demon is present, it's not always it's not always obvious uh, through things like fornication adultery you know the, the these things that uh, you know sometimes we think that uh, Peep someone who's possessed with an evil spirit or bound with a demon—that it'll be recognized because there are some of these attributes. But the reality is, I mean, think about that story in the book. How many of you remember the story in the Book of Acts of the woman that followed around uh, Paul and his company, saying these men are great men of God? She was a woman who was a, a, a worked divination. She was a psychic, and she she uh, made a much a lot of. You, wait, let's read it. Uh, let's find that verse of scripture. I know I've got it uh, marked here. Let me. Um, let me uh, put this on here. Yeah. Book of Acts. Uh, it's somewhere in there. Give me a second. I'll, I'll tell you where. Maybe someone will find it before me. No, um, that's not it. Uh, and when they, they part, pause, of That's not it. Yeah, here it is. Uh, Acts chapter 16. Acts chapter 16. Mm, see, we don't have Bible quiz Clint here today. <laughs> Bible, quiz, Bible quiz Clint. <laughs> Someone call him up and say we needed him today. <laughs> chapter 16, verse 16. It came to pass. As we went to prayer, a certain damsel possessed with a spirit of divination. So she had a spirit. What was the spirit? A spirit of divination. Uh, she was a, a psychic. Met us, which brought her masters much gain by sooth saying. I wonder what the Message Bible has to say about this. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's find out. <laughs> One day on our way to the place of prayer, a slave girl ran into us. She was a psychic and with her fortune telling made a lot of money for the people who owned her. She started following Paul around, calling everyone's attention to us by yelling out, these men are working for the most high God. They're laying out the road of salvation for you. Mm. Now, see, you think an evil spirit would be easy to identify. But what is this evil spirit doing? This evil spirit is bringing attention and a promotion to Paul's ministry by telling everybody exactly what's happening. Isn't that crazy? See, we, we think an evil spirit's going to be just always like that man that came out of the, the, you know, the graves and the, and the Gadarenes. That it's going to be you know eyes rolling in the back of its head and spitting and vomiting and chains hanging off. and ne- They're naked, you know. Ah! Amen. And, and that the first words out of their mouth are going to be, have you come to... You know, some of you looking for a pitchforked red... pointy-tailed, horned, you know, being. But this this woman was possessed with an evil spirit. She did this for a number of days. Say this with me. For a number of days she did this. Now, I want you to know something. Just because there's an evil spirit working doesn't mean God's going to have you deal with it right away. And so, you know, I might be killing two birds with one stone because I think one of the questions was, how do we know when we're supposed to deal with an evil spirit? How do we know when we're supposed to cast out a devil? Uh, Here's how you know. You know when you know. And I'll be honest with you. I don't go casting demons out of people just because I know that there are demons there. If someone is possessed with an evil spirit or there's a demon present in someone, I'm not casting it out just because it's there, because that's not really what the Bible teaches. In fact, Paul, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure they became aware that this woman was under the influence of a wrong spirit fairly quickly. You know, Paul, I think, was a discerner of the spirit uh, and, uh, or of spirits, and the Lord, uh, you know, gave him some insight by the Holy Ghost. And so it's not clear. You know, maybe, maybe the Lord didn't show him until much later. You know, until it came time to deal with it. But when the time came to deal with it, it was dealt with. And so how do you, how do you know? Well, when the, when, the Lord, when the Lord tells you to deal with it, you deal with it. Amen. Well, how will I know that? Well, how did you know to get born again? In the same way he spoke to you to get saved, that's the same way he'll speak to you to cast out an evil spirit. Amen. Amen. How many of you all have ever heard him talk? Well, you know what? In the same way that he talked, you have to to begin to have confidence that God, you know that God knows what it's going to take to get your attention? He knows exactly how he needs to talk to you to get you moving in the direction that he wants you to go. Do you know what your responsibility is? Your responsibility is to be ready to do what he tells you to do whenever he tells you to do it. But have confidence that he will speak as loudly as he needs to speak yes. to get you to move. Now listen, some, some people are like, well, I never hear him. Are you prepared? Come on, are you ready to hear him? You know, one of the things I think the Lord is dealing with many people at Winters Church about, maybe some of you, he's dealt with you about this, but I've, I've talked to several people. You know, one of the common things I hear people say, you know, the Lord's really dealing with me to get my finances in order. <laughs> I just really felt like we were supposed to get our finances in order. You know, that ought to tell you something. Some pe- you know what some people did? They got afraid. They're like, why is the IRS coming? Why? What's, what's getting ready to happen? Lord, are you trying to warn me of impending doom? No, you know what? Usually God will tell you to get your finances in order because there's something he wants to get to you, and in your current state, he can't get it to you. Right. That's right. But if you'll make ready... You know, b- before, before our finances took off, do you know one of the things the Lord told me to do? To get my finances in order. You know how he told me to do it? You need to get your tax exemption straight. Your, uh, we didn't have 501c3 tax exemption. I didn't know we were supposed to have 501c3 tax exemption. I, I, I knew it was optional, but I didn't know that it was required in order for people to get exemption from, uh, to get their, ta- to, to get, uh, their offerings uh, tax-exempt you know to, to get them to be tax-exempt and for people to get their offerings uh, money back for, on their taxes their offerings for it to be tax-free y'all get it right anyway so <laughs> tax-free given amen but uh um so the lord told me get it get things in order get it get it right get it straight and I was like, I don't understand why, you know, we were, we weren't doing great financially. We were doing okay. I mean, we were, we were living. Yeah. And so I, I, I'm like, I don't even know where to start, Lord. He said, well, find someone that does. Right. Right. I was like, well, Lord, it costs money. He said, and you don't think I want not get this taken care of. Right. Come on. So I was like, all right. So I stepped out and I found a, a, a fella. In fact, we remembered his name just here. Roy Matthew was his name. Wonderful, wonderful guy. And he, he helped us to get a 501c3 tax exemption. And then he told me, you're supposed to be filing a 990, reporting all that had come in in the ministry. He says, you've been in existence for three years and you have not filed this. The IRS is going to want some money from you because of penalties and in interest. I said, penalties and in interest on what? We don't get taxed. He said, penalties, and in interest because you failed to file. And he was right. They sent us a... A bill for, when we, when we did this, all this, they sent us a bill for $35,000 and said because you hadn't filed for three years, this is what you owe and he said, so he said, uh, this is what we got, he said, I kind of told you this might happen I said, well, I said um, he says, we should pay this I said, well, is there any way we can we can talk, we can reason with them and he said he said I wouldn't try. I wouldn't try. He said, this is just, you know, this has gone on a long time, and and he's, I said, well, I said, before we, before we pay him, send him a letter and tell him we're sorry that, that we didn't, uh, that I didn't know no better, and he goes, and he was, he's an Indian fellow, so he's like, with that accent, he's like, Brother Ziggy, that's not going to work. <laughs> he says, you don't understand. This is the IRS. They don't, they don't care whether you're stupid or not. They, they, they expect you to know the law. And I said, I said, well, I don't want to give them God's people's money. This is God's people's money. He right. says, yeah, but he says, you have it to pay them. He said, just pay them. I said, send them a letter. And so he sent them a letter. And uh, about three or four months later, I, we got a letter back, and they said, um, you now owe $45,000 and it's accumulating, you know, now. And so if you don't uh, pay this immediately, uh, we're going to start to seize your assets. And so he was like, he said, it's my recommendation that we pay this now. That way it doesn't continue to, he said, it's growing every day exponentially. He said, it's, it's going to get out of control. They will not quit. I said, send them a letter one more time. Tell them, Please. And, and he said, Brother siki we can't send them a letter. I said, I'll take responsibility. I said, send them a letter. He said, Brother siki you have the money to pay them. Just pay them. I said, send them a letter, Roy. He said, send, send them a letter. Three months later, we got a letter back, and they said, uh, you owe nothing. Don't do it again. Amen. Amen. Do you know after that, our finances just blew up? All of a sudden, our finances blew up into another place. But you know what? This this last year and the last year, you know the Lord told me, get things in order. You know why? Because something's getting ready to happen. Not something bad. Does the Bible say surely badness and terribleness follows me all the day? No, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord. See, so I have to assume that God's trying to get some goodness toward me and the only way he can do that is by me ascension things up, straightening things out, tightening tightening the loose ends. Are y'all hearing me? <laughs> Glory to God! Hallelujah! Hallelujah! So the Spirit of God, you know, was was uh, he'll he'll lead you, he'll guide you, he'll show you his way, he'll speak to you. He is he's speaking to you, church. You hear his voice. You hear his voice and he'll speak as loud as he needs to, to get your attention. But here's what you have to, here's, here's, here's your, this is what your responsibility is, is to believe that when he speaks, you will hear him and that you have every intention of obeying whatever he tells you to do. You're not going to, you're not going to sit in that place thinking, well, I hope I hear him. No, you don't hope nothing. He said, my sheep hear my voice. He didn't, God, nowhere in the Bible does it say, well, hope to hear his voice and everything might work out. No, we, we exercise our faith. I, I don't know about you, but I hear the voice of God. And another, I will not follow. I'm not following another voice. I'm following the voice of the Lord. I hear him and I hear him clearly. And when he speaks to me, he'll speak as loud as he needs to, to get my attention. So when it comes to dealing with evil spirits, he will speak to you as loud as he needs to to ensure that you do exactly what he wants to do. The only way that you don't hear his voice is if you give up on faith and you start getting out there and relying on what you think you see with your eyes. Is this helping anybody? Is this making sense, Ted? yeah. <clears throat> So she did this for a number of days until Paul finally fed up with her. (laughs) See, on the way to church, Paul got upset too. He turned and commanded the spirit that possessed her out in the name of Jesus Christ. Get out of her. And it was gone. Just like that. Amen. Amen. So... The only way that you can distinguish between an evil spirit and the flesh is by God giving you spiritual insight. Because you can't determine whether something's an evil spirit uh, based on your flesh or on your own carnal observation. There's no way, listen, I don't care who gave you a deliverance manual that shows you how to figure out whether something is the flesh or an evil spirit. You can't give people a test to find out if they're demon-possessed. Or if what they're dealing with is an evil spirit. The only way you can do that is to discern it by the Holy Ghost. Yes. To see by the... Sp- That's right. Amen. Amen. And I'm not casting demons out of nobody unless in the Lord, first of all, shows it and reveals it. Because the only way you're going to have success at, g- at getting it out and keeping it out right. is by being led by the Spirit. Right. Right. Most people that I uh, just happened upon an evil spirit in their life that I came across a spirit as I was praying, ministering to them on accident and ended up casting it out of them because it just happened to be there. Uh, those people ended up with that same spirit back in them and on them and became much worse than they were uh, before we ever, you know, started with them. So again, I, th- I think, uh, I-, I know I'm painting with a very broad stroke here and I know there are other things that could be said and I'm, I'm not giving you everything there is to know about this, but just as a general rule, as a general rule, when, when, you're, when you're trying to determine whether something is the flesh or it's a demon, if you can't, if you can't uh, figure that out uh, pretty quickly uh, by the spirit of God, God giving you a revelation or showing you that you're, you're, you're better off just treating it in a, uh, in a way that you're dealing with someone's carnality and, um, and not trying to cast an evil spirit out of them. We don't want to do these things on accident. We want to be intentional in what we do. Oh, yeah. right. Right. And if God can trust you to hear from him, to cast out demons. Come on. That's right. Amen. First time, if you come and help me to, to do an airplane detail. I'm not going to throw a polisher in your hands on the first day. You know why? Because I don't trust you with a polisher. Polishers can do very bad things to paint. If done improperly. So I'm not going to trust you with something that can, that can do damage. But I'm going to put you to doing something and work you up to this other. When, when God... God is not stupid. God isn't going to throw you into something that could potentially cause damage to you and put you in a a mess. But he's going to work with you. And you're going to graduate. And he's going to take you farther and farther. And the more he can trust you with what he gave you, the more he's going to use you. and that, So some people, there are some people like A.A. Allen, uh, Brother shamback of course, he says this jokingly. He says that A.A. Allen cast more demons out of people on accident than most people do on purpose. Well, you know what? A.A. Allen didn't cast demons out of people on accident. I have a video. I should have brought some videos. You know what? Next week, I'm going to bring... Well, next week, I'll be in Queen City. But following week after that, I'm going to bring some videos of A.A. Allen casting out devils. I've got a whole, whole videotape. It's hours, like eight hours of A.A. Allen casting demons out of people. I'll, there's one that I'll never forget. There's this fellow he brought up, and you could tell they were recording his television program. And um, this is just like B-roll. Y- y'all know what B-roll is, Right. It's, it's uh, something that they recorded that wasn't intended for television, uh, for the television. It was just something that they recorded to kind of put in on the side while they were talking or saying something, receiving an offering as B-rolls. It was just something that they filmed that may, may or may not make yeah. the program. And so he... Uh, he's, he's on there and the, the recording starts and he's like, have you started, have you started? And this A.A. A. Allen, and he has this fellow, and he brings him over and he says, this man here, I, he says, I just want him to talk to you for a second. This man here is in need of the Lord Jesus to do something for him tonight. Tell the people what's going on with you. And he, he gives the microphone to this man where he, he actually holds the microphone for him. And the man goes into this story. He says, he, he says, uh, he uh, he said oh brother allen said this he says he needs some help this man is dealing with an evil spirit and so he, he needs our help today. I'm going to let him tell you, you know we go. And so Brother Alan gives him, the, puts a microphone to his mouth, and the man starts talking. He says, oh, Brother Alan," he says, uh, He says, yeah, sometimes, he says, when I'm sitting at the house, he says, uh, I'll see a woman with a hat on, a blue hat, and I see her profile, and sometimes she'll look at me, and it'll be real eerie. And he, he's just talking, and he's going on, he says, and sometimes I feel like a, a doe coming over my head. It's like a doe, and it covers up my eye, and I can't can't see real good and he and and this guy he's he's he starts to move in real real strange and 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 real weird and and, and brother allen brother allen's looking at him you know while he's talking and then he'll look at the camera <laughs> and not his head and and this this guy goes on and he lets him go on for about five minutes and after after he goes on for five minutes brother Alan takes the microphone away from his mouth and he looks at the camera he said see i told you he had a demon he says, but today, he said, that demon's coming out of you and you're going free. And this guy is just oblivious. He has, he has no idea what's about to happen. Yeah. And so Brother Alan, just as a matter of fact, lays his hands on this man and he says, you devil, you're coming out of him in the name of Jesus. Right away this guy goes to ah ha, ha, and he goes, rah, rah, rah. rah. Alan's like, you bark like a dog devil, come out of him. Jesus! I mean, he starts casting this devil out of him. And in about three minutes, this guy receives total debt. And you can literally see the change on the countenance of this guy's face where he, where you can see the, the oppression and the, and the spirit, that evil spirit on him. And all of a sudden it's like he's illuminated with a light. Uh, from heaven. I mean, it, it's it's if you if you didn't understand anything about deliverance, you would know that a transformation happened in this man's life in a moment, just because of the physical change in this man's countenance as the Lord delivered him. And brother Allen did this regular. Uh, the Lord trusted brother Allen to get people delivered. We need people like that in the body of Christ. Do we we, do. we need people like that. In the body of Christ today, we need people that God can trust with a deliverance ministry. People, people that won't get out there on their own, but will rely upon the Holy Spirit. Amen, amen. Well, you know what? Any questions concerning that? We, I, I, I know you probably don't realize this, but we are at the end of our time together tonight. Um, boy, that went quick. Um, knowing the difference. Between the flesh and the spirit, there's only one way. It's by that you have to discern by the Holy Ghost. You have to discern by the Holy Ghost. <clears throat> but we're not finished right? No, no, we're not. We got a few more. We got a few more here. We've got uh, uh, familiar spirits, knowing the difference uh, between different kinds of spirits. Um, Honestly, I can kind of take care of that one. You, most of the time, you don't really need to know the difference between... Uh, it doesn't matter what kind of devil it is. If it's a bark like a dog devil or a... <laughs> yeah. It, does, it doesn't matter. It, it, every devil has to bow its knee to G, the name of Jesus. Uh, Norval Hayes one time he said he was casting the devil out of this a teen a college student this college student had had uh, back in the seventies people used to do what uh, uh, they called streaking yeah. Oh, yeah. they yeah. take all their clothes off and run in public places naked you know, that, yeah. <laughs> thank God amen <laughs> but they that, that it was a i mean there was even a- st- a song oh yes they call him the streak. <laughs> Look at that, look at that. He likes to show off his physique. Anyway. Um, yeah. John, you don't know nothing about that, do you? So, uh, so uh, uh, this, this guy, evidently, he had opened up a door to an evil spirit when he did that because when he got back to his room, uh, he went into a, a, a weird funk, and they called Brother Norval Hayes. And Norval Hayes went, and he identified that the that fella had an evil spirit that had gained entrance by uh, this this person participating in that. Uh, this this kid had been a he had been a Christian and uh, walked away from the Lord, and then opened up that door uh, to the enemy uh, and. Gave entrance to this evil spirit. So Brother Norval was, you know, they were praying and and he said this thing was just sitting there and, and tight-lipped and wasn't about to do nothing. And ha- there was no evidence. There was no evidence that this fellow was even bound with an evil spirit other than, in the natural, other than he seemed to be a little off kilter. But the, the thing hadn't talked. It hadn't really identified itself. And so Brother Norval and a bunch of these guys are praying, and they prayed for hours because that's how the Lord would do with Norval Hayes. He would pray for hours. Smith Wigglesworth. You know, most miracles happen with Smith, Smith Wigglesworth didn't happen instantly. That's right. They happened over days, yeah. some of them. Yeah. And so, you know, Norval's praying, and he said at about 2 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> this thing started going. He said the, the kid that had the demon starts going, Water! 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 I'm sorry buddy i sorry see he knows he knows He knows them demons be saying water <laughs> so Norval, Norval Hay said Norval Hayes said that one of them young people that was in the room with him praying for this young man got up and was going out the room he said, and Brother Norval says where are you going? He goes well, well he said he wanted some water Norval Hayes says you don't give the devil water he says, if you give the devil water, he'll be wanting a sandwich pretty soon. Sit down and let's cast, let's cast this thing out. But once you get an understanding, you know, some people never, some people never clue in. They, they, they just think someone is, you know, acting weird or they're going through something. When a devil's in there, you have to deal with the demon. Sheree. Right. Sheree <laughs> and I. Oh, I Sheree and I. Tree and I were at, at Pastor Ruben's church, and this woman came in. She is bound with an evil spirit; it, she was possessed, and we identified it by the spirit. Now she she had probably on something, fentanyl or something. She was on something, and uh, but she was in there. Man, she couldn't she couldn't be still. And I identified it was an evil spirit right away. And a couple of uh, her family members had brought her, and of course they were compassionate, and wanted to see the Lord do something in her. And uh, they brought her forward, and as they brought her forward, I knew good and well that we weren't going to be able to deal with this quickly. And Shree, you know, uh, I don't think Shri had ever uh, uh, been put on the spot to cast out a, a, a demon or anything, or if she had ever tried. But I figured now was as good a time as any. So uh, I was like, Shree, go cast the devil out of this woman. Take her in the back and cast the devil out of her. And, and Shree's just looking at me like, she's like, aye, aye, Captain. You know, so... <laughs> <laughs> she, <laughs> she, she, she uh, takes this woman out, and a couple people follow her out. A couple of her family members follow her out there, and they're gonna help Sheree. So Shri gets her back there, and Shri don't know nothing but the stories she's heard me tell. So somehow or another, Shri ends up on top of this woman, and, and she she's like <laughs> casting the devil. Out. I mean, she is like, you're coming out of the. Day. And these, and these people are like, why are you being so mean? And she's like, I ain't being mean. You, you don't understand. This isn't her. Right. Ahead, she just came here for help. Why are you doing this to her? This ain't her, dumb-dumb. This is a bad spirit. Right. Yeah. Did, I mean, did you really want her help? And Sheree's trying to deal with it. Well, the on top of that. And, and eventually, and eventually, uh, eventually you know, Sheree had to kind of just give up because these people were all up in the Kool Aid, and uh, um, they they finally came in the service, but they were offended. And then when they brought her, they she came back in. Sheree brought her in, and I was and I started and I started dealing with it. And when I started dealing with it, she went to talk, and I was like, "Shut up!" Well, that made him mad. How dare you tell my cousin to shut up? Oh, I ain't talking to your cousin. Right, right. Oh, okay. See, that, that's, that's why you got to really know what's going on. Because if you think I'm talking to that person, you're going to get your drawers in a bunch. Why is pastor being so mean? Why is pastor being so mean? She, she went to talk. and I was like, shut up in the name of it. I said, don't say another word. I bind you in the name of Jesus. I command you to keep your mouth shut. You're going to come out of this woman and you're going to come out now while I'm while I'm carrying on and trying to deal with this spirit these people come over and they start coddling this woman's flesh and it was like I can't help this woman. I was like take her home you you deal with it figure it out. See if you can get it to come out with a piece of pie and a cup of coffee. Yeah, that don't work. But how many you know what in the environment that we live in nowadays, in the church, people not being spiritual minded or cognizant of the things of the spirit, not tuned into the Holy Ghost. And many times, that's what you have, Amen. Or then you get them people that are deliverance people, and they'll jump. Listen, they'll, they'll jump on you because you 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 hiccup the wrong way. Okay, in the name oh yeah, come, you Spirit. Me and Ted, we went into a service where they, the Holy Ghost was falling and, and the Spirit of God was working and we came in late and we was, we was just trying to jump in the river. And so we got in there and while we was in there, a guy, we sat down, guy started testifying about people getting fillings in their teeth. I looked over at Ted and he looked at me, you know, we didn't say nothing, but we were like, here's what we was thinking, praise God. Well, you know what the people behind us thought? They thought we were freaking out. They thought there's something wrong with it. Like we were newcomers. Like we didn't, we, we didn't know come here from Sikkim. That's right. And so right away we hear them back there. Oh, God, help them. Yeah. Oh, Lord, help. God, show them. Save them, God. Let them see the way. Oh, God. And then we're looking at each other again. And, you know, they're, they're thinking, and, and we can hear them back there talking. We better jump on them before they leave, before they get out of here. We got to get them in. We got to get. And I'm, I'm thinking, have you ever listened to the Holy Ghost in your life? Have you ever listened to the Holy Spirit in your whole stinking life? Or do you, or, or do you, or do you go about your life just trying to figure out spiritual things based on what you think you see? Yeah, yeah. So, so, we, so we stood up, and we, we stood up, and uh, I, think, I think we were getting ready to go because it was getting, it was getting late, and it was, it was awesome. It was awesome service, oh, yeah. and, uh, but we had, for some reason, we had to go, and just before we went, they came over, and they're like, Can we pray for y'all? We noticed that y'all are really uncomfortable and don't really understand what's going on. I said, No, you can't pray for me. I was like, if you if you so dumb, you don't know, I'm going to mess with you. I did. I was like, oh, no. I said, no, they don't do this at my church. I, I don't do this at our church. I said, do they, Ted? And Ted's like, oh, no. Because he's not good at acting. He said, no, not at our church they don't. <laughs> he didn't even have to read it, but it sounded like he was. And finally, I let them in on it. I said, listen, y'all, we, I said, that uh, our ministry similar to this. And the okay. only reason we was looking at each other is because we never heard of anybody else besides us getting, people, uh, getting people's teeth filled with silver and gold and stuff. I said, so it was refreshing to hear that it's happening in somebody else's ministry and not just ours. Yeah. Yeah. Then they looked at us like we was fibbing. And I was like, "And y'all are the spiritual ones here." Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> oh my God. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> so we'll we'll uh, well, that's that. Amen. So let's let's finish. That's it. That's it. We're done. <laughs> 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 y'all, it don't have to be that way for y'all. It don't have to be that way for y'all. You know what? If you don't know it's a bad spirit, that's okay. You ain't got. If you don't hear nothing, you don't hear nothing. I, I was telling someone today. You know, if y'all if y'all reach out to me, Pastor, I really need your help. I need your wisdom. Can you, you know, da 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 da? If you send me a message, if you don't hear back from me for eight hours, don't get mad. I'm, I'm trying to tune in. I mean, do you want to you want to hear what I have to say, or do you want to hear what the Holy Ghost has to say? If you'll give me time, I can probably tap in. Give me a minute. I'll probably I probably I I can I can maybe. hear something. You don't always hear something immediately, and so you wait on the Lord. And I I don't know about y'all, but I'd rather wait eight or ten hours. Then have, have someone, you know, just off, you know, knee-jerk reaction. You know, my knee-jerk my, my jerk reaction, <laughs> you don't want to hear that. I've told people my knee-jerk reactions, and they're like, I'm not sure that's how you want to deal with that, Pastor. <laughs> yeah, I know, but that was just my initial, you know. Hilda's looked at me a couple times like, eh. I mean, it sounds like a good idea, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> have we thought this through? <laughs> but we, we want to hear from the Spirit. Amen. We want to hear from the Spirit and uh, the Spirit of God, He's always right. and you can hear from him. Amen. Do you have that confidence that you can hear from the Holy Ghost? Amen, I don't, listen, I don't care how, I don't care how many times you've struggled. you're going you hear, you hear the voice of God. He speaks to you. Amen. You are led by the Spirit. Glory to God. Amen. You have eyes to see and you have ears to hear. Glory to God. His wisdom is available unto you. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. And when the time comes, you got to deal with evil spirits. If you got to cast out a devil, you're going to know it. You're going to get it done. You're going to be like Paul. And instantly... Listen, you don't want one of them long deliverances. And instantly, only deliverance that took me a long time was the first one. That's because I was dumber than a rock. Thank God, I caught all kinds of stuff. Boy, you hinder yourself if you don't know nothing. You rely on over oh, you. You slap people with your Bible, pour oil down their throat, grease them up like the oil's gonna get them delivered. They're like the greased pig at the county fair. Poor people. Renounce. Yeah, here, start renouncing this. Let's see if we can pick anything out. You ever seen anybody do that? Oh, see, see, I'm messing with I'm messing with some of y'all's pet doctor. I can hear the cow. I can hear the cow mooing right now. Well, <laughs> <laughs> listen, you, you go to having people renounce stuff. You're going to stir something up. That's Sometimes it's not an evil spirit, but but that's that's not how we do that. We don't we don't go we don't go poking and stuff. Amen. All right, y'all. I'm going to let you go. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for what you've said unto us. Lord, we're so grateful for for your for your direction for your instruction. Lord, continue to help us. We. D- I don't, I don't want anyone to, to fall into the ditch on the right or the ditch in the left. But, Lord, keep us in the center of your will. And I know sometimes, Lord, when we're in the center of your will, it seems unbalanced to others. But, God, keep us where you need for us to be. In those times that we've got to act and speak boldly and radically, Lord, may we do so with confidence and with faith that we're led by your spirit. And in those times, we need to walk away. Lord, may we not feel as if we are uh, doing a disservice to you and to your kingdom, but may we know, Lord, that all of this works because of our obedience and our willingness to obey you in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you. I thank that your people are learning to navigate the things of the spirit and that this battle that is waging in the realm of the spirit We're winning in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. So go with us as we go and bring us back on Sunday. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.